You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in 5782, 2021. Brand new year, brand new parsha of Parshas And I'd like to share with you a thought based on two pieces in the Medrash in this week's parsha, which I think the theme of which very much connects to the 10 days of repentance which we find ourselves in these 10 days which span from Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur, from the new year to the day of Kapara, of atonement, for the Jewish people, when we take a new look, we take a new stance, we head into a new year with a new attitude. So I'd like to share with you this thought, really powerful verses, very somber tone in these Midrashim, and sobering, but I think that it's a very powerful and important lesson which we learn from them. Vayelech Moshe, the verse tells us at the very beginning of our parsha. Moshe went, Moses went, He spoke these matters to the Jewish people. And he said to them, I'm 120 years old today. I can no longer go in and go out. He laments the fact that although he prayed many times, he supplicated in front of God, asking God to allow him to go into the land of Israel. He would not be the one to lead them, but rather it would be Yoshua. Verse 7, I'm skipping. Moses says to Joshua, strengthen yourself for you will be the one who is going to bring this nation into the land that God has promised to give them. And you'll be the one to give them this inheritance. Skipping once again to verse 14, the verse says, The time has come for you to pass on from this world. God says to Moses, Call Joshua and you too shall stand in the tent of meeting together. And I will command him. And Moses and Joshua come together to the tent of meeting, to the tabernacle. And God indeed commands Moshe, commands Yoshua, transfer of power, new leader. Joshua shall bring the people of Israel into the land of Israel. Now, as we read these verses, so, you know, Moshe Rabbein, it's a hard thing, it's a challenging episode in his life. It's a challenging time to give over the power to another leader and to face off with the fact that it is the time for him to pass on from this world. I'd like to read to you two Midrashim, one of which I found in the Eichelar Midrashim. Here it is. Eichelar Midrashim says like this. So, It would have been correct for the verse to say, that Moshe went, the beginning of the Parsha is that Moshe goes and he says, that's it, I'm, go- I'm, I'm 120 years old today, I'm about to give over the power to Yoshua. But then it says that Hashem tells him that it's time for him to die. It should be in the reverse order. So where is Moshe going? The verse is telling us, in telling us in this order, that Moshe went, where was he, where was he going? He was leaving the place where he had been. He had been in a place where he was talking to God. He was challenging God and he was saying, 
I don't want to move on, so to speak. I want to continue to be around. I'd like to continue to be, perhaps not the leader of the Jewish people, if it's my time to no longer be. Here's, here's the conversation. Amr Lefan, Rebun Shalom, Moses said to him, God, Master of the world, Beskart Sarshin starting Israel. <laughs> the reward for my, the challenges that I endured in, in facing off with the Jewish people, leading them, so much pain, so much difficulty that I had. I'm being rewarded by being told that I'm not going to go over the Jordan River. What's the idea? God said to Moses as follows. The world was created, says God, with an order. There are kings, there are leaders, and they lead their generation. Said God, when Abraham passed away from the world at the age of 175, do you think that he had any sins? The, the reason that Abraham died was because it had come time for Yitzchak, Isaac, to take over as a leader of the Jewish people, of the spiritual uh, inheritance that he had, the spiritual legacy. Why did Yitzchak die? Because Jacob's turn came. Now, it's Joshua's turn to be the leader. So if a new leader is to come on the scene, and he is indeed to be the one who leads the Jewish people into the land of Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu, it's time for you to step off the scene. So, Amar Moshe, Moshe says, It says, Moshe, let me stay, I'll be around, I'll stay alive, I won't go with the Jewish people to the other side of the Jordan River to lead them, because that's Joshua's job, but let me stay here, why do I have to die? So God says to Moses as follows. What you're asking is something which is going to cause that the Jewish people will take away their chashivas, their, their uh, respect for the Torah. Why? I wrote in the Torah and you wrote it down. There's an obligation three times a year to be seen in Jerusalem, or in, in that time, to be seen where there, wherever the tabernacle was. If they go up to the tabernacle and you're not there, they'll say, who was the one who commanded us this? Who told us this? Moshe was Moses. Why did, not, why did Moses not go? If you're going to be over here on the other side of the Jordan River, they'll say, hey, where's Moshe? Why is he not going? He's the one who taught us this. He's not going. We're not going to go either. There will be a disregard then for the words of the Torah, for my holy words. The, the, the Medrash gives another example of it. Shemasa Shemitah, afterwards, there's an obligation to come. etc. If Moshe Rabbeinu is still around, People will disregard his command, God's command. He says, let me go into the land of Israel then. Joshua will be the, the inner sanctuary, so to speak. He'll be the one who everyone comes to 
on the inside, and I'll be outside. I'll be be part of the action. He'll be in charge. He'll be the teacher, and I'll be the student. He'll be above, and I'll be below. Shem says it's not possible. It's Yeshua's turn to take over. You can't even be secondary. Yeshua is the one, he's the leader, and he's the one who's going to take over now. Very sobering. You know, time comes, person needs to move on. Person needs to move on and recognize that he's no longer the leader. And I think one of the the messages here in the, in the, in the measures before we get to the, the next message which I'd like to share with you, one of the things that we see clearly here is that each generation, each time has its leaders. And I like to think about things in terms of music because that's what I relate to. But you know, you, have, you can have a song. You can have a song which speaks to a particular generation or a sound. You know, my parents, they love the sound of the music that they grew up in and that spoke to them. And I love the sound of the music that I grew up with and that spoke to, speaks to me. And my kids love the music that they're growing up with. There's a certain message. There's a certain sound. There's a certain song that speaks. Sometimes there are songs that transcend that. You can have a song, you know, that was great 20 years ago and it's still a great song. People are still singing it. But generally speaking, it has its time. A song has its time and then people move on to the next song. Lahavdil, that's how it is also. Each generation has its specific leader. Moshe Rabbeinu, he was meant to be the leader of the Jewish people to lead them out of Egypt, to lead them during their time in the wilderness. And when it came time to enter the land of Israel, it was time for him and Aaron and Miriam to pass on from the world. Yeshua was to take over. It's a very important thing to understand. Each person has his place and has his time. Perhaps we'll see something more about this. We'll see a deeper depth in this as we continue. But, and, and we'll also see clearly how it relates to us in this time of between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur soon as well. I'd like to read to you a second medrash, also a sobering medrash. In regards to Moshe Rabbeinu, it came his time to go, to pass on from the world. Says the medrash, this is a medrash Tanchuma, medrash Rabbah. Shavti v'ro'a tachas Hashemesh ki The verse says in Kohelis chapter 9, Ecclesiastes. King Solomon says, I, I sat and I saw that in this world, those who are quick are not necessarily the ones who are running. Ritanchuma says, what does it mean when it says those who are quick are not necessarily those who are running? This verse is speaking about Moses. How is that? Not so long ago, Moshe Rabbeinu had been able to climb up to the highest heights of the heavens, the spiritual realms, to, to, to rise up. Now he's asking to just be able to cross over the river. And he's not given permission to do that. You shall not pass over this river. The verse continues in Ecclesiastes, in Kohelas. Those who are powerful, they do not have the ability to wage war. Not so long ago, the angels were afraid of Moshe, of Moses. 
He battled the angels. He came up to the heavens and he battled with them and, and gave good reasons why the Jewish people should be able to receive the Torah and the Torah should not be left in the heavens. And now the verse tells us that Moses says that I had to gird myself against the, the angels who are referred to as Af and Chema. He couldn't fight them. He didn't have the power. The verse continues in Kohelas. Those who are wise do not have bread. Moshe went up and he brought down the Torah from the highest heavens. Now, who's the one who has the Torah? And it's no longer in his hands. It was given to Joshua. Those who are wise do not have the wealth. It used to be he spoke with God like a wealthy person who everyone pays attention to him, everyone listens to his pleas and entreaties. Moshe said, Moses said to God, Go back, don't be so angry. Forgive your nation. He was able to be very resolute. He was able to have great sway with God. Now, when he's speaking, as he's about to pass on from the world, he speaks like a poor person. He uses the lashon of supplication. Please, God, give it to me for nothing. He doesn't have that same resolution. Those who, do, who know do not have grace. Previously he knew how to supplicate and appease God. Kuma Hashem. Shuva Hashem. Get up God and do this. Return God. Do not do that. Now Moses had supplicated for a full week. And in the end, what does God say? Sorry, it's time for you to pass on from this world. So Moshe Rabbeinu was at the highest heights of power, of, of impact, of ability, spiritual, physical. Came a time for him to pass on from the world. He lost that amazing impact. He lost that ability. Very sobering medrash. What is the Medrash coming to tell us? What is the depth of what the Medrash has to say? And I think in thinking about it, in light of the theme of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the theme of Aser Simei Tshuva, I think we can understand it even deeper. What is that theme? We know on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur, we continuously speak about the fact that Hashem is the King, that God is the one who is everything. And we speak about the times of Mashiach when we will all do the Yasukhulam Aguda Achas. We will all join together, bonded together. We're going to do God's will with a full heart. This expresses the fact that really, what are we here for? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? What is the impact that we're trying to have? Where does that power come from? I think that's what the Medrash is really coming to say. Where was Moses' power? Why was it limited? Why was it that one day he was the leader, the next day it was going to be Yahushua? Why was it that one day he had the ability to, to battle with the angels, and the next day he lost that ability? One day he can convince God with just two words, and the next day 515 supplications don't, 
seem to succeed? And the answer is that that power, that ability that he has, is God's. It belongs to God. God gave him that ability. God gives us our abilities, our koiches, our gifts. The impact that we have belongs to Hashem. It belongs to God. It's so important to recognize that. And I think that's part of what the Medrash is trying to say. The Medrash is saying to us, this that you have is yours for a time. When the time comes, God gives that gift to the next person. And it's not to say that our time and our impact is not significant. It's not to say that our gifts aren't important. You know, if, if somebody wrote a song a hundred years ago, and people were inspired by that song, but no one's singing it today, it doesn't mean it wasn't important, it was important. It did have an impact. And it was Hashem's light. That's the point that I want to bring out here. The impact that we have on those around us it doesn't have to be an impact on the entire world or the entire Jewish people. It could be an impact on those around us, on our families, on our children, on our neighbors, on our friends, on ourselves. The impact that we have, to whom does it belong? It belongs to Hashem. It belongs to Hashem. One of the thoughts that I've had recently, it's like kind of a little bit of a funny thought, but, but I think for me it's helpful. Maybe it will be helpful for you. I think of it as HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us. We're not robots, but Hashem created us with a certain amount of talent. Hashem created us with a certain... We're programmed. We're pre-programmed. Obviously, it's up to us whether we live our potentials, whether we fulfill and have the impact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would like for us to have. But ultimately, whatever impact we have is because God wants us to have that impact. If I compose a song, and that song reaches hundreds of people, thousands of people, whatever, if it has that impact, it's, it's really, I'm just, I'm just being that which God wants to, you know, God wanted to bring that song into the world. And he had this guy who he made, Maybe his name was Ari Goldwag. Maybe his name was Mordechai ben David. Maybe his name, Lahavda, was King David. Hashem has a certain thing that He wants to bring into the world. And each of us, each and every one of us, has the impact and the light that we're supposed to shine on those around us. But that light is not our light. And that's the concept of Malchus. Malchus means kingship. We speak about God as the king. The concept of Malchus for us, means King David was the the king. He was Melech, Hamelech David. Our Chazal, our sages tell us that Leslie he had nothing of his own. He was like the moon. He just reflected the light of the sun. He had nothing of his own. He was just a vehicle for God to manifest in the world. That's Malchus. God is my king means I'm just here to be who God wants me to be. I'm just here to try to fulfill my potential, to have the impact that God wants me to have on the world, on those around me. But that's it. And Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, this time is a period of recognition that God is the King, that all my talents come from God, all my gifts come from God. And a chance for me to look around at the year that passed and say, where did I fall short? Where did I not fulfill my potential? Where could I have done better? Where could I have accomplished more? 
that's what this this time is an opportunity for introspection looking in retrospect at what's what's gone on where did i not fulfill where was i not reflecting god's light where was i not making god my king and therefore where was i not accomplishing all that i could accomplish where was i not impacting those around me to the full extent that i can that i could that's the Aser Simei I think that's what the Medrash is alluding to in speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu and saying, look, he had a certain amount of time, a certain amount of impact. He had a certain power that he was able to climb to the highest heights and be able to sway God, as it were, to forgive the Jewish people. And at a certain point, that power was limited. In describing the power as limited, I think that the Medrash is teaching us this concept, this powerful yisoid, this foundational idea, that our impact, ultimately, that which we can accomplish, is completely within the, the hands of God. It's completely that which Hashem wants for us, and to the extent that we can acknowledge that, to the extent that we can recognize that. So, that helps us to be able to have a greater impact, because the more I recognize that my light, anything that I can shine in the world, is really just Hashem's light. To the, to the extent that I recognize that. God said, hey, this, is, this guy is somebody who I'd like to use. I'd like to use him to impact the world. I'd like to use this person to, because he's not taking credit for himself. It's not about me. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to be able to recognize indeed the powers that we have, the impact that we can have. And of course, our, I want to mention one more thing before I finish. And this is something that I discussed with my son, Moshe Dov. It was his, his thought, important to, 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 to mention. Of course, being that we have a certain uh, pre-programmed, perhaps we could say, uh, uh, talent, gifts, etc., doesn't mean that we can't expand beyond those gifts. doesn't mean that we can't push past what it seems that they are. Of course, we can always find new areas, new gifts, new. We can always expand in to new horizons in the impact that we have. So we're not limited by this. I don't don't want to come across as saying that we're limited. Rabbi Akiva is a great example of somebody who, until the age of forty, he didn't know a word of Torah. Then he became one of the the greatest sages of all time. Our our sages say that he was in a certain way on, on a level akin to Moshe Rabbeinu to Moses. So it's important to, to keep that in mind as well. But I want to ask you to bless me, and I bless you as well, that we should be able to recognize that the light that we have, the impact that we have, the gifts that we have, all come from Hashem. And Hashem should help us to be able to, indeed, have the honesty, look at it honestly, and be able to, to see the places where we fell short, and be able to recognize that to the extent that we recognize that we are shining Hashem's light, we will be able to shine so much more light. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Have uh, an inspiring Aser Simei and an uplifting Yom Kippur. May we all be zecha to a Gemar Chasimah Taiva. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.